Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you happen to be a light warrior sensitive soul, you can get my free empowerment package at lightwarriorsupport.com. So today we are going to be talking about how the LifeWave Phototherapy patches can help us get to a place of increased what we call biocoherence, meaning that we can more easily get into that place of relaxation, that place of stillness. Um, a lot of times people have much, much difficulty going into meditation. I know I was one of those people. My thoughts would just run crazy wild and rampant in the past. And uh, it's been incredibly fascinating uh, understanding how important it actually is for our ability to be able to go into that meditative state, not only for healing, but also going into that zero-point state of nothing in order to manifest what we really want to create in our lives. And I'm going to be talking more about that tomorrow, actually, on the U Wealth Revolution Summit. So you can uh, check the um, you know, check the U Wealth uh, Telesummit, and uh, we'll be doing a free talk all about that tomorrow and manifesting. So, with me today is Dr. Dennis Loebstein, and he uh, actually is an Asian medicine uh, expert. And he's out in California, and every month, every first Monday of the month, we talk about phototherapy patches and how to help various different symptoms or solve various different solutions. And today, we're going to be talking about how we can get more easily into that meditative state, that stillness, which uh, helps us feel better, but also manifest better things in our life as well. So welcome, Dr. Dennis. Uh, Hey, Dr. Karen, can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can. And uh, for those on the call, we are going to be doing Q&A as well. So you can always call in, even if you do not have a question related to meditation, but if you have any questions related to the patches, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Again, 818-514-1190. And just hit 1 on your dial pad so we know that your hand's up. And I'll open the chat as well if you want to ask, um, ask questions there. So how are you, Dr. Dennis? I'm doing really well, just loving the sun out here in Southern California, and um, I'm looking forward to talking about um, Jumping Jack Flash, in fact, (laughs) and how to relax from it. In fact, I got a little uh, music, a few bars of music here to um, remind everybody about that, so let's see how this works. (laughs) Okay. I could have loaded that up actually on our our end. Can you hear it? Jumping Jack Flash as a gas to return to original nature, which is, as you mentioned, 
increase in biocoherence and use the internal tradition of meditation to get there. Well, um, besides besides uh, understanding Asian medicine, I've also been a professor of exercise physiology, and and so, and my doctorate's in health and exercise science. And um, so I understand how, as an adaptation to aerobic exercise, we get a lot of the same kinds of physiological adaptations that we see when we put on a patch, like an increase in coherence, lowered resting heart rate, lowered blood pressure. And you get a lot of those same effects with meditation and relaxed states of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, and so where I was going with this jumping jack flash is a gas, well, jumping jack flash is all of us under stress in modern society. And the gas, as you may have guessed, is the general adaptation syndrome of Hans Selye. Mm. Now, Hans Selye is... Um, or was, he, he died in 1982, but he was a Nobel nominee in 1949, and he was an expert on stress. He wrote the book, The Stress of Life, in 1964, and he's a professor at the University of Montreal, and um, he developed this general adaptation syndrome, or GAS. Ah, <clears throat> So um, the way to picture this, since we only have audio, is to draw a graph with a vertical line and a horizontal line. So you got your y-axis vertical line and your horizontal line x-axis. And on the vertical axis, you have resistance. And if you all are following me along, you can actually draw this in if you got some paper. So put resistance on the vertical axis and time on the horizontal axis. And starting from the resistance axis, you draw a little line along time. And I used to do this with my students. I would talk real softly in Monaco. And then all of a sudden I would, bam, hit the podium. And... And it would wake them up, and their heart rate would increase, and they'd have like a, <laughs> You're too funny. They'd have this alarm reaction. But there's nothing like firsthand experience, you know. Students learn about 80% and 90% what they they say and they do, and they only learn about maybe 20 or 30% of what they hear. <clears throat> so <laughs> uh, while you're drawing this the graph, you can have a little glitch that goes down in resistance with the alarm reaction. And then following that, it goes way up. So there, there are three parts of this graph. So that's the first part is that little glitch that goes down. And then it goes way up above the normal level of resistance. And it goes along at that plateau, which is increased resistance for a while. <clears throat> and then when the stress continues... Like I kept hit, kept hitting the podium, bam, 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 bam. They get used to it. Mm-hmm. Habituate to the sound, and they have a higher level of resistance to it. There's no more alarm reaction, 
But eventually, the graph goes down and way down below the normal level of resistance, and that's called the exhaustion phase. And if a lot of different kinds of stress continue, that could lead to death. So we have an alarm reaction, an increased resistance, and an exhaustion phase. And that graph or curve describes Hans Salier's GAS, or general adaptation syndrome. So we're all jumping jack flashes of gas, going through alarm reactions in the general adaptation syndrome all of our life. Mm. Like even this morning when I was out back watering some plants, it, it rained last night. So I, I pushed the bench out of the way with my leg and this cactus was leaning on the bench that I didn't notice before I pushed it and the cactus fell on my leg. <laughs> so <Ow>. I had... <laughs> You're awake then. <laughs> yeah, that woke me up and I had alarm reaction. And go, Whoa, this would be a good story <laughs> for, to, for this morning. Mm-hmm. Too funny. So um, what, what's happening when we have an alarm reaction is we have in, an increase in, in heart rate, and that's caused by both an, a more alert nervous system and some circulating stress hormones. So we have an increase in adrenal output, and that includes adrenaline and corticosteroids. So if we're under stress all the time, we're going to have an increased level of glucocorticosteroids circulating, and that suppresses immunity. So we don't want that. We'd rather relax, and when we're relaxed, the immune system works much better. Why is that? Oh, because you would think uh, that if you're under stress, that your immune system would be activated with with cortisol or something. It only does as an adaptation to exercise long term, because the exercise is a stress, and as an adaptation to it, while we're at rest, we have lowered stress reactions and less glucocorticosteroids. And to answer your question directly, it's because white blood cells respond to glucocorticosteroids, which suppress their activity. Oh, okay. Hmm. So when is that when why relax- when I was in uh, when I was an undergrad that, that I would be studying all hours of the night, hardly getting any sleep, and the minute <laughs> that all the exams would be over, I'd get the flu. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, especially if you had a flu shot. That's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, we won't go there right now. <laughs> no, but contrary to popular belief, the flu shot, <clears throat> if you look at the real data, not the fake research. Well, not actually, the relative uh, risk, but the actual numbers, the stats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so they actually increase the flu. <laughs> and people that have flu shots are are actually uh, putting out or shedding viruses and making more, making other people susceptible to the flu. But anyway, that's a different story. We don't want to get into that this morning. 
so let's see, stress decreases immunity. And when we relax, we increase our coherence and our Wei Qi field, which is our protective Qi. And we also get our DNA in alignment because when we're coherent, our DNA tesseracts line up and we can harness our multidimensional selves. And we talked about this before in previous shows, how we can uh, do that. So we do that through, yeah. And we do that through meditation and, um, as an adaptation to exercise training. And, and when I say exercise, I include Qigong as a form of exercise. Qigong and Tai Chi and, and martial arts exercises. And uh, that actually helps us relax because, as an example, when we use Qigong, we're tensing and relaxing and tensing and relaxing. And I actually did some research uh, on my students using a profile of mood states, the palms that measures anxiety and depression and, and other mood states. And I had them uh, lie on the floor of the classroom and monitor the blood pressure while they're relaxing and their heart rate. And then I had them tense and relax and tense and relax and tense and relax, alternating, which is a kind of exercise you do with Qigong. And when you're doing aerobic exercise, you do things like tensing and relaxing. So while they're, they're tensing and relaxing, they actually got lower heart rate and lowered blood pressure by doing the alternating tensing and relaxing than by just lying there relaxing. Mm, interesting. Yeah, and so and and it that was measured. Me now. Right. So <clears throat> that's not just heart rate and blood pressure since I mentioned I use the, the profile of mood states, it's also reflected in their anxiety. They had less anxiety when they tensed and relaxed intense and relaxed instead of just relaxing. So when I talk about meditating or relaxing from my own research, I'm talking about, well, you have to alternate it just like the Tai Chi where you have the yin and yang symbol at the extreme end of one is the beginning of the other. And you have Mm -hmm. dynamic harmony between the two to make the whole You can't just have one or the other because like we saw in the general adaptation syndrome, if you continue the the tensing, you're eventually going to get exhausted. So you need phases of relaxation in between and you can't just relax because then there's no challenge to your homeostasis. Mm. Okay. I want you to repeat that again because I think that's super, super important to get. Yes, it is. Um, so homeostasis, by the way, is a concept that Walter Cannon developed, and uh, it means balance, just like the balance we see in the uh, Tai Chi symbol of the yin and yang, <clears throat> where at the extreme end of one is the beginning of the other, and 
there's a dynamic harmony between the yin and the yang. Or if we were to apply that paradigm to what I just described, the yin would be relaxing and the yang would be the, the tensing. Tension. Yeah, the, te- the right, the tension. So, so by definition, uh, some people tension. don't understand why the being in the mm-hmm. yin or more relaxed state would be bad all the time. Like, why not? Because there's no challenge. Why there, do we there's need no transition. There's no transition to the yang because yin and yang always work together in a dynamic harmony. And if there is no <clears throat> yang, you have no energy or movement that can be anchored by the yin or to balance the yin's effects. So you're just lying there like a blob all the time without any challenge. And so mm. there's no challenge to the homeostasis, which in the case we're describing is the extreme yin of just lying there like a blob. And without a challenge, there's no improvement. Like with, <clears throat> with exercise, it would be like overdosing or training. So without training more than what you're used to to challenge the body or to challenge the the, the internal milieu or physiological milieu or milieu interior, <clears throat> which is a, a concept Claude Bernard brought up, the milieu interior, that just stays the way it is without a challenge. So it doesn't change or get better. So like if you don't challenge your heart muscle to beat more, it lies there like a blob and it's more at risk when there are challenges like stress to it. And when you have an adaptation to stress by challenging your cardiovascular system or your heart muscle, you increase its capillarization and the circulation to it and you raise the action potential threshold of the heart muscle so it doesn't depolarize as readily and you're at less risk of a heart attack. So yeah, that's and that's why example. so many people at at uh, the you know the start of the wintry season, like they seem healthy, like there's nothing wrong with them. You know, we get all these mostly guys uh, out there. You know, we get the first you know three feet snowfall, right? And they start shoveling, and it it puts a lot of stress on the heart, and they have a heart attack. I mean, so many heart attacks are from shoveling snow because they're not used to training that system to tolerate increasing energies, which is probably why it's so popular now to do high intensity training. If that's of course appropriate for that person, you know, but, but it stresses that heart on purpose. Like you get better, healthier hearts by, by doing like heavy short bursts of uh, activity uh, versus like aerobics for like, you know, an hour and a half of walking or something like that, which I think is fascinating to me. Right. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you can actually give yourself adrenal fatigue if you overdose on too much of the opposite. Instead of just sitting there like a blob with yin, if you're overdosing on exercise and you have too much yang going on, 
you can, or too much stress, you can actually give yourself adrenal fatigue or, or burn out your adrenals, like you're putting out too much glucocorticosteroids and adrenaline all the time, so your adrenals burn out. And in Chinese medicine, that's called kidney chi deficiency. And so you, you don't have enough energy to do anything because your adrenals are burned out. Yeah, well, that would be the op- plenty of people with that. <laughs> right. So that's like uh, the most common, probably quote unquote, disease that uh, North Americans have. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right, and I, mean, I study the stress a lot when with with my exercise research. So I. I did, I concluded that, that, and other people did this too, that exercise is a form of stress that could be use stress if it's used in moderation, but it could be distress or overdose stress to cause exhaustion and death if we do too much of it. Right. So um, other things from a a TCM perspective that can give us deficiency of chi include like over-worry, over-worry stress, like a student who is studying for exams, like like you alluded to earlier when you were Mm -hmm. studying a lot. And in that case, you get spleen chi deficiency because worry is an emotion of the spleen. Or if you get really angry, like a lot of these people from New York that drive around L.A. and honk their horns. Uh, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that um, remark. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was right. that when I was. I was never. Yeah, I was never really a stressful, you know, driver or, or you know, road rage. But it's true. I us New Yorkers used to think the Californians were crazy. I mean, you, you guys have some rain, and everyone would grind to a standstill. I'm like, it's just rain, people. You can drive a little faster. It was kind of funny. <laughs> oh yeah, people out here are spoiled. I, I used to have acupuncture clients that wouldn't see me because it was raining. They just oh wouldn't God. drive in the rain. Yep, exactly. See, see, I'm not making this up, folks. <laughs> no, she's right. So, so the this the constant stress of anger, be mad and frustrated, that's another form of stress that causes liver chi stagnation. So, when the liver chi is stagnant, you get a condition of wood attacking earth, where the stagnant liver chi builds up so much that it will have the liver attack the spleen. So if we just look at the wood side of it with the liver chi stagnation, that by itself will increase blood pressure because when liver chi is stagnant, we have liver yang rising. And when yang rises, we get high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And so... um, Um, we also get uh, migraine headaches from that because when liver yang rises, the uh, the yang chi goes to the head through the um, gallbladder channel, which is on the side of the head, like on the temporal area, and that can become stagnant and obstructed, and pain in Chinese medicine is caused by 
blockage to the flow of chi and blood. So when we get blockage to the flow of chi in the side of the head there, in the gallbladder channel, we get a migraine. Now that's just liver chi stagnation. Let's look at the spleen part. The spleen is responsible for keeping blood, the energy of the spleen in Chinese medicine, keeps the blood in its vessels. When the blood doesn't stay in its vessels, that's called reckless blood. When blood gets reckless, it can jump out of the vessels. And, and I know there are more sophisticated ways of saying this in Western physiology, but I'm describing it in terms of TCM physiology. The, the reckless blood will jump out of the vessels. And when that happens in the vessels in the brain, then you get a cerebrovascular accident or a stroke. If it happens, if it happens to the vessels in the heart, you get a heart attack. So it's not just jumping out of the vessels; it's also blockages in the vessels that can prevent blood from flowing to the brain and the heart. And the spleen's also responsible for keeping organs in their place. So when the spleen chi is weak, you get prolapse, like prolapse of the bladder or prolapse of the uterus or um, any kind of organ can just droop. So Droopy the organs. <laughs> right. Droopy organs. So, okay, and um, that includes droopy eyelids? Yes, actually, because in Chinese medicine, the eyelids energy is under the control of the spleen. So when there's spleen chi deficiency or the spleen is getting attacked by the liver, <clears throat> that <clears throat> excuse me, that can be the case. Yeah. We used to say that circles under the eyes was kidney deficiency and puffiness under the eyes was spleen chi deficiency. Um oh we're we're talking about droopy lids, but what you're talking about is a kidney chi deficiency. Those oh, okay. are the bags under the eyes. So that's oh, okay. a different like condition. Like the dark circles and bags? I, ha I thought bags were like spleen things. Bags are usually kidney deficiency, and it, the first thing you get is spleen chi deficiency and then the kidney. Ah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So when it's really bad, it's kidney, like, uh, like the way people make up for Halloween with dark circles under their eyes. Mm-hmm. So um, where I was going with all this is to illustrate how the stress of anger constantly taxes the liver chi and gives the liver chi stagnation. And then the stagnation builds up like a pressure cooker and we get the liver attacking the spleen. So liver attacking spleen can lead to um, reckless blood, CVA, heart attack, prolapse of organs. So you don't want to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, even even slight resentful is in the same category. That's where I used to brew. I was I was like, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. 
you know, but it was this seething, low-level anger that wouldn't resolve. Like, I would just have a chip on my shoulder, and I uh, got that from my dad's side of the family. Um, <laughs> and uh, whereas my husband at the time would just explode, and then he'd be fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'd be, mm. I'd be like, seething for, like, weeks, months, you know? And, uh, yeah, definitely my liver, chi was not happy. So if it's repressed, it's not healthy. So mm-hmm. if you get angry and frustrated, you got to release it, let it go. Like beat up something like a bobo or take a baseball bat to a pillow or something like that to let it out. Yeah, we don't want people attacking others. I tell people the best way to vent is uh, to go out in nature when no one's listening and just go cry your eyes out or, you know, get angry and swear, whatever you want to do, and, and ask the you know nature fairies and the angels to, to help you, you know, cause, and, and do it consciously so that um, you don't feel guilty for feeling that way. It's just, nor- it's just human emotions. Right. So a good acupuncture point for relieving that liver chi stagnation is liver three. Liver three disperses stagnant liver chi. So if you put energy enhancer patches with the the um, tan one on the left and the white one on the right, liver three, or you can get fancy and put it on a gallbladder point like gallbladder 40 or 41 to make a yin-yang pair, then uh, you can help disperse the stagnant liver chi or the buildup from the anger. So let's see. Uh, anxiety. Anxiety can lead to um, heart yin deficiency heat, and that can lead to tachycardia. So by yin deficiency, I mean that there's an imbalance in the yin and yang, and your yang is too much, and that builds up heat. But that's a false heat because it's it's... It could be a normal level of yang, but the yin is deficient. And when I alluded earlier to the yin-yang tai chi symbol, where yin and yang are balanced, if one of them gets lower and the other one stays normal, then you have a false increase in the other one. So with a yin deficiency in the heart, you get this heat buildup, a false yang, and that can create tachycardia or fast heart rate from anxiety. So what, so why do people get yin deficiency in the heart? Um, well, if you look at the five element circle, the heart is the mother for the spleen or the uh, fire is the mother of earth. And anxious and worried, then you're going to drain more energy out of the heart. And uh, okay. if, it's, if it's going to the spleen from the heart, then the heart yin is going to get deficient. Gotcha. In, in five element terms. And... Pericardium 6 is a really good point for counteracting that. So heart, yeah, I love that uh, pericardium, pericardium 6 clears the heart. 
it harmonizes um, the earth and and it regulates the heart chi. So if somebody's really anxious, they can put energy enhancer patches with the tan on the left and the white on the right, pericardium six, and lower anxiety. So and, the, the, uh, the Eon patch is really good for lowering anxiety too. So you could actually, I think you're going to get to this, but you could actually use energy enhancers on pericardium six and then the Eon elsewhere. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <clears throat> like on, uh, you make a triangle. Like uh, on, um, if you're talking about the heart, you can put it on uh, CV14, the front mute point for the heart. Uh, or you, you can put it anywhere along the chest. Like if you've got, <clears throat> for clamped chest and tight chest, you can put it on CV17, which will open up the chest. Or if you're working on spiritual issues, you can put it on the Shen Dao. And that's uh, around thoracic level 5, which is um, GV11 area. Well, that's hard to reach by yourself. Yeah, it's a little tricky. <laughs> Unless you're very flexible. Yeah, so... Anyway, it depends on what you're working on. So in general, the the patches will increase our coherence. And if we wanted to do that majorly around the heart, we could actually put a set of iceway patches with the white one on CV17 and the tan one on Spleen 21. The spleen 21 is a great low, and that's the uh, the great connecting point. So if we put our our palms, bend our elbows, put our palms up under the chest, they land right on where spleen 21 is, and then spread our fingers across the chest. Uh, that's the area that <clears throat> spleen 21 is affecting, and it sits right at the apex of the heart. And the uh, vector of depolarization of the heart muscle goes from the sinoatrial node to the uh, apex of the heart. So that uh, sinoatrial node sits about where uh, CV17 is in the middle of the chest towards spleen 21. So if you have um, ice wave patches or even energy enhancer patches or even an eon and sp6 across the heart muscle along the wave of depolarization you're going to increase the coherence of the heart muscle and that's going to raise the uh, action potential threshold and um, make the heart less at risk of all kinds of physiological changes that could get you in trouble Hmm. I bit my Does tongue on naming Does like at the heart? Yeah, because some, some people have like a, a heartbeat that isn't really um, regular or not healthy. And there was a study with LifeWave. Uh, this is the first study ever, I think, that they out of the however 70, 80 that they have now um, that showed that putting energy enhancers on pericardium 6 actually helped 
the what we call heart rate variability, which is a way to measure somebody's stress handling system and um, how healthy their heart is. So, right. yeah, it mm-hmm. supports healthy heart, we can say that. And the study that you're alluding to, I think we, we talked about it in previous shows, uh, where <clears throat> you measure the R to R interval in the heart rate, right. which which is a, a measure of the uh, the heart rate. And uh, when the R to R interval is shorter, you have a faster heart rate. When there is more distance between each R, which represents a wave of depolarization of the ventricles, then your your heart rate is um, slower. Mm-hmm. So putting patches on will increase the R to R interval using the heart rate variability. And, and as you said, those, that study is in the, um, in the website. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to increase your coherence in general, <clears throat> a really good way to do it is um, a five element rotation. So um, that's using um, a yin-yang pair within the same element, and you do a different element every day. And uh, we have previous shows where we actually go through the details of how to do that rotation. But that will increase... Also check the five elements on the blog. If you go to patchtrainingteam.com, go to the blog, you can, uh, or you can go to the LifeWave radio show. You can check out, uh, just put five elements in the search, and you'll see that. Right. So that gives us a tune-up and helps us relax and increases our biocoherence with the patches that simulate the changes or adaptations we get with aerobic exercise training. So it's pretty cool that you could uh, use patches to do that. Yeah, it is. Exactly. You're like, especially for the people that don't like exercise as much. <laughs> but uh, even, even though they're really healthy thing that the patches help with, I wouldn't recommend avoiding exercise just because you got patches. Right, right. <laughs> but it's supportive. And I think whatever exercise you do do, I think it, you know, it may um, optimize the benefits. Yes. They're synergistic so, uh, effects. So we have some questions here. Um, did you want to go through some specific uh, protocols to increase the whole meditation, mind clearing thing? Yeah, I got before some we go things. To questions? Just, yeah, yeah. I just was laying out the background, and I got some specific things. So let me hit on the most important one that I like, and that's just simply using kidney seven. So kidney seven is called Fulin. It's uh, translated into returning current. And remember at the the top of the show, I talked about returning to original nature through internal tradition. Well, the internal tradition is is fostering or nurturing your internal chi through meditation. Well, kidney seven helps the spirit become calm. And it's a Jing River point, which is the kind of energy of a point that provides a contrast between yin and yang 
and a change. And it's also a metal point in the water. So kidney, kidney is water. Kidney seven is a metal point. Metal is the mother for water. So we're recognizing the energy of the transition between the metal and the water by using kidney seven. <clears throat> so when this, the, the, uh, the medical texts in Chinese medicine say, when the link between metal and water is broken, one perishes or dies. And when somebody has a, a husband-wife block, it's often between the metal and the water, where the flow of the chi from the mother to the child or from the mother to the metal gets blocked somehow. And the, the water is therefore lower energy. And it's interesting because the metal represents the late fall, like if you look at the whole five element circle, the fire is summer, the earth is uh, fall, and the metal is late fall, and the water is winter. And right. to make the circle complete, the um, spring, That's what the wood is spring, like yang rising going into summer, which is fire again. <clears throat> so <clears throat> if we're looking at the transition between metal and water, we're looking at the transition between late fall and early winter, which is like what we're going through about this time of year in the Northern Hemisphere. So what kidney seven can do is help the yang within the primordial yin reappear. It's a renewal of the water with, which water by itself is peaceful and calm. But as we talked about earlier, you can't just have that water by itself, that peace and calm by itself. It has to be balanced with yang. So we can transition into the yin while meditating, and that can be facilitated by wearing uh, patches and kidney seven. And that's a primordial point of true yang integrity because that can help restore the yang by doing the in, the yin work with kidney seven. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because like I was saying earlier, at the extreme end of yin, yang starts. Yep. <clears throat> so real simple patch combination is an energy enhancer on kidney seven. So you can have the, the tan one on left kidney seven and the white one on right kidney seven. Or if you want to get fancy with a yin-yang pair, like when you're doing your five-element rotation, usually in the five-element rotation we do kidney three and bladder 62 but um, we can use kidney seven instead and um, bladder 60 
or another bladder point further up the leg, like bladder 58. Yeah. So, folks, I am writing notes for you, by the way, and that's going to be uh, just a few minutes after the show today. They're going to be published on patchtrainingteam.com, and you can just click on the blog, and then you'll see that note uh, with uh, the recording of the show. And also how to get connected to Dr. Dennis and his AccuWave clinic every week. Uh, we're going to have all those links there for you. Cool. Um, my, my sister and I temporarily suspended the um, the clinic. We're doing other projects at the moment, but long term. Oh, okay. We're okay. But you, you can still get a hold of me that way. So All let's right. see. All right, we got um, kidney seven. Yep. Kidney seven, and that's that's one of my favorites because of what I just described. Uh, let's see, another really good point is GV24. That's a ghost point. A GV24 is uh, a half a soon into the hairline on, on the midline of the body. So you go up to the bridge of the nose and go up between the eyes, up the forehead, into the hairline, and you have GV24. That's a ghost point. And there's a configuration called three sisters that that ghost point is a part of. The other two sisters are bilateral gallbladder 13, which is three soon bilateral to GV24. So that's an extreme combination for helping people really relax, especially during meditation. So if like, Energy enhancer patches on pericardium six. Don't go all the way in helping somebody totally relax. Then I go to three sisters. On top of that or instead of that? Um, well, if I could do it on top of it. But um, mm-hmm. you could use it instead also. So you, you'd use like an Eon patch or... Or uh, an Olivita patch, or uh, Nirvana patch on GV24. Or if you're going to sleep at night, you could even put a Silent Nights patch on GV24, and then put Energy Enhancer bilateral with the white on the right and the ten on the left, gallbladder thirteen. So that that's really really relaxing and will facilitate meditation. Okay. Can you repeat that again for which patches you can use in the center? Oh, any of the YH or Olivita or Nirvana or even, I didn't mention it a minute ago, but even X39. That's where I'm uh, using that at night, actually, even though it's supposed to be, or most people are using it during the day. I just find that uh, I sleep better and have more, even more vivid dreams that I remember in the morning when I use it on the third eye when I go to sleep. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I use X39 at night. And, and I, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. When I first wake up, my eyes actually feel like they're seeing sharper, well, until I put my contacts in. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, so I, I don't just use it on GV24. I also use it on Shimeon, which is like on the heel. Uh, Shimeon point on the heel is a direct uh, um, internal acupuncture meridian to the brain, and it helps with sleep. And you, you put an X39 on your right Shimeon, it really helps you sleep. Mm. Where is that? On the heel, middle of the heel. Oh, okay. Middle of the right heel? Yeah. Like on the pad on the bottom. Ah, uh, okay, cool. I might try that. Very cool. Mm hmm. Be glad you did. Let's see. Uh... Oh, back back to kidney seven. Um, I, f- I forgot to mention you could create a triangle out of kidney seven. And uh, use GV4 with that. GV4 is the life gate. And um, the life gate is where a lot of chi comes into the body to recharge the kidneys. So if you've got a kidney chi deficiency, like we were describing earlier, otherwise known as adrenal fatigue, this is a really good configuration for meditating to restore the kidney chi recharge the batteries, and get rid of adrenal fatigue. And that's to put um, an Olivita patch on the life gate, GV4, which is right below lumbar vertebra 2 on the midline. And um, say an energy enhancer or a positive patch like Eon on right kidney 7 and a negative patch like SP6 on left kidney 7. So you have a nice triangle there with <clears throat> the Olivita on GV4 <clears throat> and Eon on right kidney 7 and SP6 on left kidney 7. So that'll enhance meditation and boost kidney chi. Mm, okay. Okay, and then another configuration I've been playing with <clears throat> is using the uh, pyramid hang on a sec Uh, okay so if we have a pyramid um, as you describe with your eon brain protocol so instead of using eon patches you can use olivita or silent nights or x39 or nirvana all the same patch on configuring a pyramid around the midbrain. So you use GV20 at the top of the head, Yin Tong, which is the third eye, GV16 behind the bump on the back of the head, and gallbladder nine just above the apex of the ear and a little bit behind because gallbladder nine is a ghost point. So I use that instead of gallbladder eight in this configuration. So uh, I set up a pyramid and the electromagnetic effects of that will open up the uh, midbrain where the pineal is to an Einstein-Rosen space-time bridge or a wormhole. So that's a good way of opening up a portal. 
And that's people are afraid of portals, to... and they think negative, <laughs> bad things are going to come out of a portal. Good things come out of them too. <laughs> to a positive portal, well, is that what you're saying? Yeah, our our clinic is full of portals because we exit bad things through them and bring good things in through them from other dimensions. Ah, gotcha. So it's a two-way street. You can invite bad things to go out and you can invite good things to come in. So bad things come in when they're invited to come in. It depends on your mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like um, like Aladdin where uh, there's a genie and you rub the lamp and you get the, uh, the genie to come out and grant your wishes. Well, what you, be careful what you wish for because you can pull good things in or you can pull bad things in. So it's like the meditation will increase your coherence and your calmness and your ability to connect through your DNA Tesseract to these portals. But it's your intention that actually drives the action of what comes in and out of those portals. So say somebody has a recurrent, um, unstoppable negative thoughts, and they want to get into a meditative state, get into stillness. So they're worried that if they have a negative thought while they are in this place where you have this pyramid on their head, that they're going to seed that negative thought and make life worse. So can you talk about the safety of this? Yeah. So you go through different layers first to getting rid of the worry and do meditation in other ways besides opening up this major wormhole. Uh, You work into it instead of going right to it. So you get rid of the worry by working on the spleen energy and you build the kidney battery in other ways, like just using the, um, the Ming men or the, the life gate without accessing the pineal portal. <clears throat> okay. And you can also, you can also build the weight chief field magic circle and expand the sphere around and charge that energy so that it's only letting good stuff in. <clears throat> but you have to learn how to do that. And the patches can help with that. Just like the in ancient alchemy, crystals were used to reinforce energy grids. So you can use the patches as the crystals to reinforce positive energy grid changes, to reinforce your Wei Qi field and your, your protective energy. So only good stuff comes into your field and not the bad stuff. So if somebody's having problems having their shen connect with morphic fields of negative energy, then they have to learn how to tap into morphic fields of good energy instead. And so you build up to being able to open up the main portals. Mm, Okay. And you have to, um, if you're that way to begin with, you've got to learn how to Invite positive energy in instead of negative energy. Yeah, I mean, the negative thoughts for people just come. I mean, they're not like they're trying to make them come. They just pop up. 
you know, and some of these thoughts aren't even theirs. I mean, they're thought forms placed in their field, sometimes by entities, you know, things like that. So it's just there. It's not under their control, but they can certainly release them under their control. They know what they're doing. Right. Yeah, the attack may not be under their control, but the the release of it is. Uh, for example, yeah. if you want to do something really quick, like if um, if you've got an entity attacking a place in your head where you have a pain or a blockage creating a pain, you can place your intent and magic circle around that area and excise it going with a toroidal field or a torsion field spinning counterclockwise to pull it out or sedate it. You pull it out and then you return it to the sender. So you you can bet if you return that garbage to its sender, the sender is not going to be sending that stuff to you very often or at all anymore. Yeah, my preference is to just transmute that through the zero point so it no longer exists in that form. Because uh, there's some folks that have done that, not that this protocol, but has sent stuff back and have had more attacks. So I don't recommend sending it back to the sender. I recommend to transmute it completely. That's my preference. Okay, sure you can do that. So, and we but we're digressing also... a little bit. <laughs> Because uh, we only got we a few minutes that. left here. we got some questions, Dr. Okay. Dennis, and we need some clarification on the pyramid head protocol. Yeah. So just to summarize, this is best when you already have, uh, when you're not in a state of constant anxiety, stress, or worry, you may want to support your other organs and, um, you know, uh, um, meridians and uh, chi with some of the other protocols you mentioned. Uh, but this one is making a pyramid with the top of the head, GV20, the third eye point, gallbladder nine on either side of the temple, and GV6, which is the base of the skull. And uh, we're not clear, Dr. Dennis, on what patches we're using for that. GV16. So use all the same. When when you're creating that, use all all the the same same patches. Ah, I see. Like all all Olivita or all X39 or all Silent Nights or all Nirvana. Ah, okay. And how long are we putting this on our heads for? Um, for as long as you want to experiment with opening up that wormhole or during your meditation. Okay. Probably a good idea to have someone else around when you first start doing it to pull you out of it if you need that. Okay. Just like when you're in a Waskin ceremony, you have other people, other shamans that have experienced the ceremony to pull you out of it if you need it. Okay, and is there a simpler meditative protocol um, that would not open up a wormhole but would actually help with the meditative state? Yeah. Um, you can put a wide patch on CV6 to tonify the major chi in your um, Dantian or your chi field. You can also use that triangle that I talked about a few minutes ago with uh, GV4 and kidney 7, so bilateral kidney 7 and GV4. So that, that was all of it on 
GV4 and uh, Eon on the right kidney 7 and SP6 on left kidney 7. The, those, those so can that examples. be Alavita or X39, or you prefer Alavita? Depends on what you want to do. Um, okay. If, if, your look, if your intent is to transform your DNA, use X39. If your intent is to balance the neuroendocrine system through epithalamin, use Alavita. If your intent gotcha. is to balance the dopamine and endorphin system, then use Nirvana. If your intent is to increase testosterone through the melatonin mechanism, use Silent Nights. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. But there, there, there's a lot more stuff I could say, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, well, let's see. If you have a question for Dr. Dennis, this is a great time to call in and ask. 818-514-1190. Just hit 1 so your hand's up. Again, 818-514-1190 and hit 1. Also, I have the chat, so I'm going to read off some of the questions there. Um, and uh, we, we do have a little longer show today, so we can go over the hour. Um, let's see. Uh, Anna says, is there a resource list of what patches are not compatible in regards to the highest benefit and also for the greatest calm, especially with X39, I'm wondering what to use it with. Initially, my experience with this is great, but a little messy as it's flushing what may be bone-deep infection I've been harboring. Interesting. I have a left droopy eye. <laughs> okay, so a lot of stuff there. But maybe you could answer yeah. the first one. Um, you know, there's some, some patches that are not compatible with enhancing meditation, I think she's asking. Well, all the patches increase biocoherence, and so you can't really go wrong. And okay. Regardless of where you put it on the body, you're going to increase your coherence. And to a certain degree or another, that's going to help you relax. Okay, cool. And, um, you know, uh, and I think that the X39, of course, it is possible if there is something you know, that's bone deep, that's been uh, not fully treated, it's possible that you can now go through, you know, a healing crisis or reaction or whatever you want to call it, detoxification, to really heal that fully. Um, So, you know, if you feel like it's too much to handle, you can always ease off on the X39 and not use it as often and then get, keep, you know, keep those detox organs running with the energy enhancer patches every day. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's always so, a good place to start, like with your EON brain protocol and five element rotation. And then when you got your energy balanced and you're more relaxed and you can go to other protocols. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, so let's go to some questions here. Uh area code nine seven zero. You might want to turn Hi, the audio Nance. down because we can hear you, you a little Karen, bit. Nance. Hey. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. yes. So, Yes, great. Well, I got a couple questions. Uh, one is, are there any patches for cataracts? And I have carnosine patches, and I don't know if they would. I want to regrow my mandibles. My mandibles have dwindled. I don't know if it's from uh, cavitations or what. So those are two major things going on with me right now. Okay. Well, carn- carnosine is known 
to slow down and reverse cataracts. Although we, we can't okay. we can't really say the carnosine patches do that, but we know the carnosine patches will increase carnosine, and we know what carnosine does. Yeah. So you can do the math. And um, one thing I'd recommend that you put them is on the temples, like put carnosine on the right temple and maybe a negative patch like SP6 on the left. I I only have carnosine and can't afford to do anything else. Okay. Well, you can alternate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I was going to go next. So you can alternate between the temple and the third eye. Um. Carnosine patches on both temples, and then one, and then take them off, and then put one on the third eye. Rotate like one night, one night on the right temple, one night on the third oh. eye, and since you're wearing them at night, you can uh-huh. also put it on the left left temple. Okay, okay. Actually, Dr. Karen uh, tested it uh, only five hours at a time because the carnosine patches were really, really strong for me. Okay, good. <laughs> really strong. Yeah. That means they'll work well, and you need them. Cool. Good. Really great to know that. In the in fading mandibles to my teeth, I want to rem- keep my remaining teeth. I okay, so there, there. there's some stomach points along the mandible, like uh, stomach seven, six, five, and four. And you okay. can look on on the acupuncture sure. chart to see exactly where they're located, or go to yinyounghouse.com sure. um, and um, you can put um, Eon on the right and uh, SP6 on Eon. the left. I'm not sure what Eon is. That's a patch. I only have carnosine. Oh, but, but you might as well say okay. it, so eventually I'll have more money. <laughs> well, okay, so you can you can rotate carnosine patches along those points I just mentioned on the jaw, okay. In, okay. including the center of the jaw, which is uh, CV24. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And the Eon, I didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I, when I get Eon patches, I'll do the, could you complete that thought? So you put Eon on the right and a negative patch on the left. And since you have carnosine, carnosine is more yin, even though it's a positive patch. So if you're using it with an Eon patch, which is a powerful yang patch, then you can consider the carnosine to be a negative patch and put the Eon on the right and carnosine on the left. Hmm. Okay. Boy, left to learn here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I great. was thinking that maybe X39 would be good anytime you want to, you know, support a regrowth of anything. That might be really helpful, too. Um, sure. We've had some people with uh, faster results with the X39 than they've had with other patches. Again, it just depends on the person. So might be good. So to the stem cell patch. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, you could use X39 where I was describing where to use the Eon patch. Oh, okay, because I was thinking about returning the carnosine patches I have, keeping the open sleeve, can't return it, and then buying the um, the stem cell patch as soon as I can, so it might be a better course. Yeah, yeah, you can just call customer service and let them know what your intentions are. Maybe they can do a credit or something like that or give you yeah. an order and give you, give you the credit when they get that back or something. Yeah, I'm not sure, so you'll have to ask them. Cool. So Great. Thank it, you. It, oh, thanks, Nancy. You're yeah. welcome. I, I think Thank there's you. still a promotion where you could get three YH patches and a sample of about 10X39 with it. So you can get an Eon, a Carnosine, and a Glutathione 
sleeve uh, for like 150 bucks, 149, and then um, they'll send you X39 as a promo as part of that. I don't know if that promo yeah. is still going on. No. You have to go to LiveWaveX39.com, and they have the most uh, recent promos there. Yeah. Good. Okay. So we'll check, yeah, we'll check that out. So here's another question, uh, area code 831. Hi. Who's this? Area code 831? That's Santa Cruz area. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was maybe one of your folks calling in has their hand up since a long time but uh not you hearing sure anything that's on the not, other line. That that's my no? Skype number. Well unless you called in twice, but let me mute that no, one. Um and then there was one person but I think they might have had to leave. So I don't see any other hands up. Let me just check the chat. Uh no other chat questions either okay yeah so folks if you have something you want dr dennis and i have talked about especially something that we have not talked about previously you can can check out the patch training team lifewave radio tab just to see all the topics we've had we've we've covered a lot of topics we might not have you know covered topics of like you know a left pinky issue or something but we've we've you know worked on a lot of topics so if there's something that um that isn't there that you want to see or you want to go over, you know, just private message me or let us know. Uh, Dr. Dennis is on Facebook, Dennis Loebstein, L-O-B-E-S-T-E-I-N, right, Dr. Dennis? Uh, L-O-B-S-T-E-I-N. Oh, sorry. Like no, your low Yeah, so no E after the B. Sorry, guys. It's like when I I can't see it in my head, I have to to type it out. Uh, Yes, you can check. uh, um, And then we'll we'll put some information on the AccuWave Clinic just because there's contact information there if you want to connect with Dr. Dennis there. Great, Dr. Dennis. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're very welcome, Dr. Karen. It's always a pleasure to discuss things with you and and to provide info for our, our peeps. Yeah, our peeps. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be uh, finishing up this article on the blog, so everyone, and I'll share that on my Facebook groups in a short while. Uh, but you can always go to patchtrainingteam.com and click on blog uh, to get the notes from each of our calls every month. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Dr. Dennis. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>